this is Wicked Spursy. Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, Dave. Steve, we missed you last week. How are you doing? I am in a much better spot. Let me just say the child care situation in this state and this country is absolutely fucked. Um, so obviously you guys know, but for our listeners out there, before we recorded last week, we got a message from our son's daycare uh, that basically said that the landlord was not going to renew their lease and they were going to be out next month, which meant that the facility would be closing, which meant that the 50 families or so that were attending no longer had childcare. Uh, they sent that message out and then they went into a staff meeting to tell the staff the exact same thing which meant that all these frantic parents were calling, emailing, texting, trying to get some information out of this group to figure out what the hell was going on. Because um, without childcare, I mean, these wait lists, you, you pretty much have to get on them before you're even pregnant with your kid to have a shot most of the time. Um, so it was a mad scramble to figure out, well, you know, they've got other campuses, you know, are there options? what's going on. Um, and finally, just about, I think when you guys finished recording, uh, I had heard back from uh, the owner who said that we could get him into, you know, uh, the campus that's close to my house anyway, and it would have been fine. Um, it turns out they were able to find another building in Georgia, and now they're pushing hard to get that uh, licensed and set up for operation. Um, which then involved me sending a very uh, pointed email to the Georgia Zoning Board, telling them to make sure that they light a fire under their asses to get that stuff cleared. Because, uh, I mean, no child care. You know, there's people who are going to have to quit their jobs to stay home with their kids. You know, there's folks who can't afford another option or they can't travel to a different location. Um, uh, it just, it fucking sucked. Like that was probably the most stressful situation I've ever had in my life. Um, it worked out in the end for me, but holy shit. Like I was ready to just yell at somebody and that's like the only time I'm yelling at people is when I'm road raging in the car. And this was like elevated to a, a significant degree higher than even road rage. It was brutal my blood i could feel it boiling and even talking about it i could feel it boiling again like fuck that guy what kind of an asshole won't you know negotiate lease for a child care facility uh what a prick and i say that having met the guy a couple of times he is a genuine prick i hope that building goes without a tenant and he's just eating a sunk cost the entire time that he owns the place fucker anyway uh, how are you guys steve i was i was i was feeling like you were about to go over the edge there like i hope that building goes i'm like don't 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 say it don't don't go too far and you said without a tenant so yeah that was a good recovery uh sorry you're dealing yeah, with i got that, man. talked down from the uh 
from the condoning arson aspects. Uh, my wife made sure to reel me in for that. Um, Nothing so. like the power of uh, Citizen Steve and a, a well-worded letter to uh, make sure that the local government officials uh, heed your words. So sorry you dealt with that, man. And car <laughs> stuff a few weeks prior, right? So it's just been it's just been piling up on you. Just, it's not cool. Oh, fuck yeah. It's, uh, I, I literally, um, I think the, the day after all that went down, I opened up my uh, PTO bank at work and I was like, Sorry, dude. I, I got to take a couple of days. You know, I've got reporting due uh, this week, but like end of next week, I'm, I'm just taking a long weekend. I need to jumpstart the old battery. Nice. And hey, the good news is you have a um, you have your own podcast called Trash Talk, which can be found on the uh, Wicked Spursy Podcast Network. Um, <laughs> but you can you can vent and rant and say everything you want. I, I'd be shocked if you don't talk about uh i'm thinking like renters rights housing affordability and whatnot i expect there's an episode coming up soon oh that's coming soon i'm sticking with uh some spooky season stuff for the next couple of weeks so uh if anybody's interested i've got my personal ranking of the friday the 13th franchise coming out on thursday <laughs> really oh yeah oh my god i didn't know you were okay we'll we'll talk off air <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yep, nice. yep. All right. On that on that note, Mike, how you doing? Um, that just got me very excited. Uh, I'm I'm doing much better than I was last week. Um, you know, though I love my conversations with Brian. Uh, I missed my Steve. Uh, I missed my Steve uh, being able to reel me in and send me into the right direction when I need to. Um, I think Brian. Uh, Brian just uh, somehow. He pushes feeds, me toward. He, he pushes me toward the, mania, the fire. He? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an enabler for me, and and allows me to go to the places that I probably shouldn't go sometimes. Um, so, um, yeah, this week has been great. Uh, my son just still killing it in in club soccer and in school soccer. Uh, he was all over the field today, uh, putting in a great defensive performance and all that stuff. Uh, I mean. Hit the crossbar twice uh, and hit, knocked knocked this poor little ten year old goalie over uh, from point blank range. Instead of just tapping it in, he decided to hit a screamer from from just about the penalty spot, right at the goalie and right into the kid's chest. Um, but you know, I mean, his school ball has been a lot more fun. The lot the kids are learning a lot more and they're 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 playing into their roles. And you know, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, with I with the coaching staff and that kind of stuff and how I feel about that, but as long as the kids come off that field smiling, I'm happy. Um, my daughter just did a, another cross country race today, where uh, she improved her time again. Um, you know, proud dad moments with athletic uh, achievements. Uh, proud dad moments with uh, school achievements. I mean, I can't complain about the week at all. So uh, I'm I'm glad to be back. Um, and glad to be recording. Glad to glad to be back with you, Mike. Face, it's nice. I I miss Steve at our at the at the Green Mountain Spurs meetup. So I didn't have my I didn't have my uh, my table partner. So yeah, downside of having one car, we only have one car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Understood. You know, Steve, I I missed a pod like I don't know maybe six eight months ago, and I don't remember this kind of love fest when I came back. You are uh, you're clearly. Mike's favorite out of out of the two of us. So congrats, I, I guess. You know, Dave, we connect I'm not on surprised. another 
<laughs> Dave and I connect on kind of uh, the boomer level. <laughs> the boomers the boomers that we are oh so you're just being nice to see so his feelings aren't hurt is that really what this comes down to correct so he doesn't back into his corner and go to a safe space fair that that sounds about right i thought for a second you were angling for like a nice home when you get to retirement age but that's your kids you gotta suck up to for that hey here's a question steve would you send your kid to the babysitter if the babysitter was mike yeah, I, I think I would. All right. Yeah, you know why? I've because, seen his kids. I because, know how they turned out. Because in the background, there's an Amy. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I should I should have should have clarified. Only Mike. Only Mike. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, I'm, no, okay. I'm an okay parent. My my kids haven't had any serious injuries, and they haven't burnt anything down. So yet. So what fun are they having? Well, you 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 wouldn't believe it. You know. He just makes them, them out into the woods. Yeah, they they run and kick things. That's that's what they're allowed to do, right, Mike? That's that's correct. And they they go out into the woods every once in a while, and I don't see them for 35, 40 minutes, and I start to worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, let's talk football. There was a there was a match over the weekend. Uh, Steve, you want to get us started? Now, which football are we talking about? Because uh, my Ooh. New York Giants played at well, Hotspur Stadium. Let's give you some props on that. Yeah, talk about your team and our teams soon to be named Google Stadium. Like, yeah, how was that? Did you watch it? I did. I did. It was nice. Uh, you know, it, I'm, I'm not going to talk too much about football because I know people aren't here to listen to me talk about my New York Giants, but uh, it it is quite a nice feeling uh, when a team that has been such shit for so long and frankly still are kind of shit uh, actually have a competent coach to get them over the line. There's some parallels between the giant season so far and what we've got with, uh, with Spurs. Um, and it all comes down to a strong head coach. Um, so I'll just say that it was a, a great to see, you know, another team that I enjoy win at Tottenham Hotspur stadium. Um, it sounds like they enjoyed themselves seeing Saquon Barkley in that third kit was like, really energizing for me um but yeah i guess spurs also had a game they played didn't they huh indeed they did you want to talk about that a little bit yeah yeah you know it's um it's one of those games that i feel like people underrate how important it was right like going up against a, a team like brighton they don't have grand potter anymore um you know it it I saw a lot of people who were claiming it was going to be a, uh, you know, an easy win. I don't know what fucking planet some of these people are on. I'm telling you guys, like, this is a team that hasn't lost at home since we beat them last season. Right. Um, and they're right behind us in the table, too. Like, they're not that far off. Um they're consistent. They do what they do very well. Um, and, you know, it, it was a fantastic result. You know, I would have liked to see a couple more goals to, you know, kind of ease my anxiety over the stretch of uh, the game. But shit, like that's that's a positive result. The fans got the, the system that they had been clamoring for for a couple of weeks now. Um, there were some headaches with it that i'm sure we'll touch on a bit 
Um, but all in all, it was a, a solid result and and made even more impressive by uh, some of the post-match revelations that uh, I, Conte said something like, you know, I just let them kind of go out there and, and just play the game. And they, you know, were honorable. They came together and showed the true character of the team like that. I think that says it all. Like this was a team effort. Um, these guys hurting from their, uh, from their loss in the week, not a, a game loss, but um, the member of the coaching staff whose name I would butcher. So I'm just going to not say it. John um, Piero, John Piero Ventroni. Yeah, I'm sure that's the correct pronunciation. I'm sure somebody on Twitter will fact check you, Mike. But uh, um, bring it on. <laughs> no, but you know that's a devastating thing, right? To have something weigh on you that much going into a because let's face it, it's a game, right? There was a very real person who who passed away, uh, who was very close to a number of the the players and the staff on the team. Uh, a game seems almost trivial, and to go out there and to put on a combative performance and get the results. Um, it, it does. It speaks volumes to the character of the team and the character of the players. And, uh, you know, for what it was, I'm, I'm proud uh, of the results. I, I can't really complain too much about some of the, uh, you know, missteps and maybe poor performances individually, but as a whole, as a team, it, it was a great way uh, to end the weekend for sure. I think that's pretty well put. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good summary. I got to say, in in my situation, I was not able to watch the game live. I was picking my my sister, who's a Spurs supporter and uh, supporter of Wicked Spurs. She came out to visit for the weekend, so I was picking her up at the airport. Missed the uh, the game live, but I'll t- I got to tell you, um, I debated with myself: Do I look at the score before I watch the replay? And I just decided I wanted to know the score. It's a lot of fun to watch the replay when you know the final score and you know that you know that that goal is in, and then you can just kind of try to take it all in and not worry about whether or not you're going to win or not. So that was my experience. Uh, pleased that the Peacock replay came on pretty quickly, was able to to take it all in. Mike, what'd you think? What'd you see? I think um, I think overall it was a pretty pleasing performance. Uh, I know we didn't get to talk about um we didn't really get to talk about the champions league match previous uh, against eintracht frankfurt um and i i think it's another nice performance on the back of a, what i felt was a really good performance uh oh, in in a champions league away match um but like i said everybody gets a flag in frankfurt apparently um but getting back to brighton uh, yeah, three five two. Everybody's been kind of clamoring for it, right? That's like that was the that was a thing that we wanted to see. We wanted to see Conte's system in a three five two, and uh, and we get to see Sonny and Kane up front um, with uh, the the addition of uh, Eve Basuma and uh, and um, and Doherty. Which was which is nice. We get to see uh, Big Daddy came back, um, you know. But I I, I think that um, obviously the man of the match was easily um, my boy uh, my boy Sess. You know, I mean, 
you remember you remember a couple a, a couple of pods ago uh we said let's talk about Cess, baby um this this kid showed what he can do in this in this uh type of a system i think kind of in in the in the three man front he kind of suffers because he can't get as forward as he was getting in this game he can't use his speed to get forward because um he ends up sometimes in that system kind of occupying the space that Sonny occupies. So I really think that, uh, you know, watching him today, being able to get forward, I, and I think, I think honestly, to be, to be honest, uh, Regulon would have been great in that, in that situation too. Just the way that he carries the ball. Sessegnon's better on, on the defensive side, I think as, as a, as a man defender, but, um, Man, he was so good. He was good on the ball. He was good defending. Um, you know, in for for what it's worth, when you know he he has the opportunity to to, to be a, a distributor um, from uh, from crossing the ball across the front of the net to um, to passing back to uh, a, a trailing Sonny or a Kane. To uh, receiving the ball in the midfield, like Sessignon, Sessignon showed that he is probably the man for that for that spot in that position within that system. Um, I know that we're going to see a lot of rotation there, but but um, so that's that's Sessignon. I mean, he dominated the game. He was for me an eight out of ten, um, just completely dominated the game. On the other side, we got to see Darty come back, obviously. A little bit of that uh what's what's the term that uh, the, the the ring rust or whatever um had a little bit of that rust you know and he's still kicking off but he showed a lot of a lot of spots of brilliance kind of a lot of those a lot of those things that he, he was showing at the end of uh his run last season before uh he got taken out and what was that uh, the villa game was that that he got taken out uh, that shitty ass tackle. Um, yeah, fuck you, Matty Cash. Matty Great. Cash, right? Matty Cash. Um, so, Darty showed some of that those moments of brilliance, and in fact, he got he got clapped pretty hard by uh, by Dyer uh, for that last that last minute tackle that he put in in the box, like pinpoint accurate tackle and you know some of the things that we always talked about darty it was like he's great on the ball he's great carrying the ball he's great you know he can he can make a cross uh but he's not the best defender in the world well no of course he wasn't the best defender in that four man back you know because he's a natural wing back i think you know given it given the chance i think doherty takes that spot back from emerson uh going forward here um hopefully uh and then maybe in january we find somebody who can play that role if if conte is gonna continuously just or continually i should say sit jed spence on the on the bench and not give him an opportunity uh which i think is a goddamn shame but um that's another discussion for another time uh in the middle again uh wasn't the greatest. I know. I know. Steve wasn't real pleased with his uh, performance. I think that he he had moments where he was good, but the reason he was good, uh, that I feel he was good, is that he kind of unlocked. Uh, 
he unlocked uh Hoybeer and uh Silky Puddin to uh <laughs> uh to be able to distribute the ball and to be able to get forward a little more than than um they're able to with with you know when it's just the two of them in midfield that they don't have to sit back and defend and it was it was kind of interesting to see that i think i think the most defensive of the three is probably hoiberg but he was uh getting way more forward um than he had been and i and i think that 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 opens the opportunity to to have two attacking midfielders that's where we're going to need some January transfer window stuff. We have a whole bunch of midfielders, but we need we need that left back, you know, that left center back, and we need more midfielders that can attack in the in the middle. And I and I guess going forward, I think we can we can employ uh, the three five two, and we can employ you know the three four three, depending on you know the opponents. I think these guys showed that they can do it because brightness it's first of all they had the john Piero, um death that they were dealing with and and we all know that everybody in that club loved that man from from the staff to the coaching to the coaches to you know the kitchen people you know to the to the players they all just loved the man and he had only been there for what nine ten months so mm-hmm. You know they they were dealing with that they were dealing with um they were dealing with um being at being away a, a at brighton which is not an easy place to play you know so i think there there were a number of things that they're kind of trying to reconcile and they came away with that one nothing on a, on a brilliant header by harry kane who continues to score goals man and you know, continues to play the game that he plays, and and I, I can't even say reinvent himself because he he reinvented himself a few years back, and and he's you know he's the guy who plays inside the box now. He can he can hold up inside the box with with all the other big trees on on set pieces. So I well, that wasn't a set piece, but you understand what I mean. I, I think I think it was a fantastic uh, performance all around, honestly. Hoiberg's uh, Frankenstein shoes were finally uh, taken off, and he was able to get forward. And <laughs> he almost actually he almost nicked a goal. I mean, he did. <laughs> you know, hey Mike, I need to. Uh, I I uh, you said something, and I thought I'm gonna um, look into this. So I tasked our research department with checking on something that you <laughs> that you said, and uh, it, it was just funny because you said a couple episodes back we uh, we said let's talk about Cess baby, right? You remember making that comment? I do. So I, I asked the research department to let me know when that actually was. <laughs> this is pretty funny. November 15th, 2021. So very nearly a year ago wow. we had that episode. It so actually he, it actually was the episode where Sam from uh, Dr. Tottenham joined us. And Neutralage, uh, yeah, man. And you reviewed Lawson's Faston Maple Imperial Stout on that particular wow. episode. Wonderful. So yeah, yeah. So again, the research department crushing it and uh yeah, just a couple episodes back in November of 2021. We're we're we were lucky that we that we uh you know, we've come so far as to have a research department. Absolutely. Know? Yeah, and they work very very cheap, so that's helpful as well. Yeah, well, maybe they you know, deserve a raise. They're on they're on the cheap and they work dil- diligently around the Absolutely. clock. 
to uh, to make sure that they can fact check me when I need to be fact checked. They are a crack research department for sure. My, my nonsense bullshit, you know that I talk. <laughs> indeed, indeed. You know, I'm thinking we will. Uh, by the time this airs, or the, by the time some people listen to it, um, Eintracht home for us will have occurred in Champions League. So we're recording this on Tuesday night, and we play Champions League tomorrow. Um, Mike, you want to talk about that now, or you want to get into something else at the moment? Um. Yeah, let's let, let Steve talk about Eintracht uh, at home. Eintracht. Yeah, yeah you know this. This is. I think it'll be frustrating, mostly because I'm still frustrated about the away fixture where we should have actually won the game if we had, you know, uh, some forwards who could, you know, score some goals. Um, it's very irritating to watch, you know, such incredible players who have put up scores of goals in their careers even as recently as last season uh to just not be able to do that when it counts um Mm -hmm. so i do have some nerves that we're going to get something like that uh tomorrow maybe a change in system will help alleviate that a bit maybe we'll be able to uh you know be a little bit more creative maybe having the home field advantage will contribute to our success i don't know uh but it does make me a bit nervous because because we're getting down to the the thick of it right it's a very competitive group we got three games left uh two home games in a row and then away to marseille uh we need results like if we can't get wins tomorrow and on the uh, 26th of october what the fuck are we even doing in the competition um you know i I would have preferred that we had gotten that win. Um, you know, a draw is fine, I guess, but I think a win would have put us in a much better position. Um, Cause right now it's three games, no fuck ups. That's what it is, right? Like we're still in a decent position, um, but I really don't want to be going into the next or the last two games of the group needing to rely on help from other fixtures to progress. I hope we're going to do our business. I hope that as people are listening to this, um, we've already crushed them. uh, And, you know, this just seems like some anxiety bullshit that was unwarranted, but it's Spurs. You never really know what's going to happen. They could put in a world-class performance or they could forget how to play, how to string together a couple basic passes and shit the bed. (laughs) who knows who knows um but it is you know and it's not just frankfurt either right like every game between now and well shit like mid-november with the exception of bournemouth is probably going to be a difficult test for our attacking options i am not looking forward uh to this stretch and the more that we can do to uh you know, get some of these results and get some kind of groove going. You know, we've, we've, everybody, I feel like every single fucking media personality out there has mentioned that Spurs start to the season has been, you know, maybe stuck down a gear or two, you know, we could still pick it up and, and perform better. If we don't start fucking doing that soon, it is going to be stressful as shit before the world cup hits. And then of course we get to wait for the inevitable injury crisis from the World Cup to uh, worry about the back half of the season. So this is my long-winded way of saying, do the fucking business, 
get the results now. I don't want to have to be stressed and worrying about it when it comes down to the, uh, to the end of the line there. Welcome to Doomsday Steve. Doomsday Steve is back. Yeah, he, <laughs> it's all pent up from last week. He just <laughs> had to spill it. I got a lot to say. I got a lot to say about Eintracht. <laughs> all right, hey, hey, Mike. Uh, there's a little something I'm wondering. You know what it is? Um, what what I was having for dinner tonight? <laughs> close, close. I'm actually oh. wondering. Well, maybe this is your dinner, but I'm wondering. Hey, Mike, what you drinking? <laughs> I love it when you ask that. I know. Um, <laughs> uh well tonight um i am not drinking dinner uh from main beer company um i will be having dinner later I haven't decided what i'm having yet however um i did find this beer that i uh i was just in the beer cave at the local georgia market um plug plug um they have Sp- a sponsorships still open georgia market still open spot georgia, georgia market um and uh, it just kind of caught my eye. It's a it's a brewery out of um, out of Brattleboro, Vermont, uh, and uh, kind of it's a restaurant and a brewery called Whetstone Station and Whetstone uh, Craft Beer. Um, and they Brattleboro was a town that I lived lived in when I was in uh, X ray school about oh shit almost twenty years ago now. Um. So uh, they have they have this beer called Whetstoner, which is a um, which is an IPA, but they have um, a new one called Diesel Stoner. It's got a train. It's got a neat little label uh, with a train, and it says Diesel up there, and it's kind of neat animation. Um, this beer is a sour IPA, which is I've never had one. Um, it claims to be tart, hazy, hoppy, and citrusy. And it says, combining the tartness of a sour with the hoppy, fruity softness of an IPA, Diesel Stoner is a uniquely refreshing beer. It's kettle soured and dry hopped with a blend of fruit forward and citrus hops. It combines the best of our favorite sour beers and our flagship Big Stoner IPA. Um, so... Uh, I, I think the animation on the label is playing uh, to the hippie, hippy dippy uh, kind of element that goes along with the word stoner, which is now legal in Vermont. Um, so I'm going to open this and uh, I'm going to pour it into my uh, my big ass tulip glass here. Love the sound effects. I know. I, I, you know. Again, you know. It's like I'm there with you having this beer. You know, we're 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 a professional podcast, Stephen. <laughs> every know. every bit of what we do, totally professional. One hundred percent professional. <laughs> in, in fact, we wouldn't have been able to put out a podcast at all last week if David d- didn't use his amazing editing skills. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. They they were utilized last week. I won't go any further, but they were used. It came you out pretty some well. Of my didn't it, Mike? conspiracies were bad, <laughs> but my uh, my transitions and splices were were pretty smooth. I was I was. I, I thought that. Brian's conspiracy was wonderful. Yep, In, it involved my son. Oh, cool! So this is this is something that I had talked to you guys about before. Um, this label says it's a sticker, so you can actually peel the label back, and it's a sticker. 
My son would love that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. That's a that's a neat little thing they just did. Yeah. He got. I, don't mean to brag, but uh, he got a nice uh, Mercury sticker when we went to the library today. Very proud of it. Wow, it is a sticker. I'm going to put this on my beer fridge. This is great. Um, that is that is brilliant advertising, right? That's fantastic. Yeah, I like that. Which is really funny because uh, a couple of years ago, my wife my wife and I had the kids with us. Um, we went down to Massachusetts, and I wanted to take them up through Brattleboro just to show them where I used to live and and um, have you know a nice late lunch in the town. And we went to Whetstone Station, and uh, and they forgot about us. We had put our name in, you know, we were waiting and waiting and waiting. They forgot about us and we never got to go in. Um, so we ended up eating like some crap on the way up 91. But, uh, and I didn't get to have any beers either. <laughs> so I'm going to try this. We'll see what it, where it takes us and uh, what it does. It's 6.0 uh, ABV, uh, one one pint. And Mike, you're, you're not a big fan of the sours by nature right i am not i am not yeah, that's what i thought steve you you dig the sour i i can I handle the sour but i can do I can like a, i can do like a vice beer like a like a berliner yeah like that's about as sour as i can go yeah that's not very like sour a Fle- like a flemish sour i can do that too oh wow whoa what a reaction he's he's puckering folks he's he's literally puckering i'm gonna take another sip of this holy shit there's a lot going on there tell us tell us about it okay so i haven't had this reaction to a beer in a while Ooh, that's this beer this beer um it's everything that it says it is on the can it has that kind of dry, biting, citrusy, hoppy quality to it. It's got the fruitiness of the, those those kind of well, they're west. They're really west coast hops, but uh, the citrusy sea hops that we know. Um, but it's got that. It's got a sour to it that, like, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe a sour and an IPA like can lend themselves to each other in a way that like. You know, like uh, like a Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> you know, you got your you got your chocolate in my peanut butter. You got your peanut butter in my chocolate. I think this Sounds is like, like a, a sour and an IPA. Like, they work they work well together. They shake they shake hands really well. Yeah, is, uh, that, is this one of your gross like leasing comments about to come here, or what? What are the, we dealing so, with? Okay, let's let's get this straight. Okay, I don't want to make this segment any longer than it has to be, but. <laughs> says mike there's some nice lacing on there you can see there is yeah nice lacing not yeah, much yeah. head no <laughs> uh head and <laughs> lacing here we go again um no this I, I i didn't come up with lacing that that was uh our, our friend lone freighter um oh he invented it i don't know that he invented it but he was the one he was the one who kept on fucking saying it and the guy last week did too so um no, I like this beer. I really, really like this beer. Holy shit, dude. It's like chaos. <laughs> that's that's a cool description. This beer is like chaos. 
It's like the I. It's like, you know what? I don't even know if they're shaking hands anymore. They might be fighting. <laughs> it really is. It's 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 odd. It's so odd because you get the, when you first take the sip of it, you're like, yeah, this is a great IPA, and then it like hits you and it's a sour. Whew. Um, Wait, okay. I feel so. I feel your assessment evolving here. I, I feel your initial reaction to your well, current you reaction. A, you take a few sips of it, and I, I just want more. Um, okay. Um, Come on, Steve. We got this, man. We got this. <laughs> this is this is objectively this is like this is hard. Because um, I don't like sours, but I love IPAs, and I'm gonna hit it with. 3.9. Yeah! <laughs> there he goes. The double hit. We both had it, Mike. We both you went both, 3.9. You both got it. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, yeah. our podcast is over. We are we're putting it on the shelf. We'll start <laughs> a new series next finale. <laughs> finally, we finally hit the mother load. Way to go, Mike. I'm glad you did that for us. Oh, uh, yeah. That was, was awesome. Oh, like I got to give you a song. So I'm going to yeah, give you a song. What's your song? Um, like I wanted to do some sort of hippie shit because I saw this diesel stoner and I can't do it. Uh, this is so chaotic that I am going to say this, this beer is so wild. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, um, Lord of Lightning. Uh, <laughs> okay. And, and. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're gonna make fun of this band name, and I knew we'll, you're. I, we'll, I, we'll get the research department on that, Mike. We'll see what we research department that. can can get on that. But I'm gonna tell you right now that that band is. Look it up, and look up Lord of Lightning. This band is yes, uh, it's Frank Zappa. It is early Genesis. It is Talking Heads. It is everything. Uh, it is everything all the way all the way up into like Saint Vincent. Like, that's what this band, and this band creates chaos wherever they go. They have fucking, like, 16, 17 albums in the past 11 years. And and they just keep putting out music, and, it's, and, and every album is completely different. But The Lord of Lightning is, like, prog rock, like, like, nouveau prog rock. And it's just fucking, like, that whole album is fucking great. I, li- I like that band. Um, I... I just found them a few years ago, and and uh, it they're they're on a couple of different playlists that I've made, but that band uh, that band is like complete chaos, and that's what I feel with this beer. Huh. I'll have to give this a listen. I guess I'm not even sure how. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now that you're going to listen to it and you're going to go, "Holy shit! This is my new favorite band." Yeah, I, I got some videos pulled up. I'll give them a listen, man. I'll commit. I'll commit that to you. No problem. Like that. That whole album. Uh, that whole album is like a, it's a big concept album that that song is on. If you say so. <laughs> all right, all right, Mike. Hey, this has been Hey Mike. What you drinking? With the uh, the first ever Steve and Dave score prediction of three point nine. Mike, we appreciate it. This was um, Whetstone beer. Uh, what's your beer code diesel stoner diesel stoner all right and we are all going to check out king gizzard and the lizard wizard everyone should everyone should check that out according to mike all right well done mike appreciate it 
Hey, Steve, on to you, buddy. Uh, with you gone last week, we know that you've had some weird things bouncing around in that brain of yours. So we would love to know what's left. What What do you got to share with us today? Um, yeah. So this uh, idea that I had um, was sparked by both of my uh, sporting loves coming together this past weekend um you know i talked earlier new york giants playing at Tottenham hotspur stadium uh, there was an article that came out today uh, from our good friend ali g uh, alistair gold uh, where he was talking about what he was seeing in conte's training sessions right so he was seeing hard tackles flying in really aggressive uh performances from the players for a training session uh he highlighted one training drill um so, uh, called a rondo where a bunch of players uh, form a circle around three guys and they have to try passing through them. It's a common, uh, you know, training system for soccer uh, with the added addition, which I guess was redundant now that I say it. Um, <laughs> if the exterior group can string together 30 passes in a row without being intercepted, then the guys in the middle have to do some like insane, like burpee type bullshit to really punish them uh, for letting that many passes get past them, uh, which to me is just like the absolute brutality that you just don't really see or we haven't seen in Spurs training sessions for a number of years. Dave, I remember you specifically calling out uh, a couple of seasons ago the game of grab ass that seemed to be going on uh in most of these training videos that got posted on youtube uh, <laughs> he's, he wasn't talking about tech ball either <laughs> <laughs> no so so that was a different it, pod you know it, it got me <laughs> that's thinking. True, also true it got me thinking is this a coincidence right is it a coincidence that they pulled an nfl team in uh, to to London, to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, uh, to just, you know, play a game, grow the franchise? No. I'll tell you what it is. It's Levy playing 40 chess. He's getting these NFL coaches up to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to give these guys some just absolutely brutal American football drills. You know, you've seen some of these guys who are just fucking dead on the sidelines uh, from some of these training camps. That's the kind of shit that Conte feeds on. Uh, I think that this entire structure of the stadium to host these NFL games was Levy's way of getting NFL coaches to inspire Spurs coaching staff to push these players in a direction to turn them into absolute fucking beasts of physicality uh, i think we're seeing that in conte's training sessions i think conte is the perfect coach to absorb a lot of that uh information and i think uh you know if this whole champions league thing uh doesn't work out we can probably field our own nfl team and you know fuck you guys fuck super league we'll just uh you know have nfl first uh franchise based entirely off of soccer players we already know that kane can kick a good field goal um i'm i'm sure we could get some uh, a decent enough team together i feel like hoyberg would be a decent enough quarterback i don't know romero would probably tackle for days hoyberg would be hoyberg would be a terrible quarterback <laughs> unless he's unless he turns out to be tom brady 
Mike, yeah, I'm, I'm imagining like I can't Di- fucking move. I'm imagining Dyer and Romero laying down on the ground head to head in a nutcracker drill. Can you uh, can you start to picture that? <laughs> <laughs> it's look, it's genius tactics by Levy. You know, he's just trying to get the most out of these guys physically. We saw how soft they were both physically and mentally. And now Levy's doing all he can to change that. And who better to do that than the NFL? They've managed to build some absolute animals. And, you know, that has come back to bite them because a lot of these players are truly deplorable human beings. But, hey, you know, the ones that are decent or at least physically, you know, imposing and uh, good role models, you just can't look at all of them. Footballers, don't, they have their share of scumbags, and we've talked about controversies. And, yeah, but they're <laughs> True. physically just incredible. They're like these guys, you know, I, I know some of you who are listening to this who aren't uh, football fans might be thinking, whatever, they fucking throw a ball, they run for 30 seconds, and then you get, you know, 20 minutes of commercials. There's a lot more, um, you know, technical, physical work that goes into a football player than I think most people give him credit for. Um, And frankly, I'm pleased that Levy has pulled these strings to inspire our coaching staff to new unique heights. This is a constantly evolving game. And I like being on this side of evolution. What do you guys think? Yeah, I guess what we just would want to avoid is I think Mike, what is it? Uh, NFL players, the the average career length, I know it's less than three years. I want to say it's like two and a half, something crazy like that. And then, uh, so we would want to avoid that part in, in terms of toughening our guys up. It's it's Conte's system. You know, you always talk about how he leaves after two or three years. We're just circumventing that <laughs> by giving him an entire new team every two or three years by just destroying the team that came before him. I'm going to I'm going to poke some holes in your shit right now. Oh, here we go. All right. Okay. No hole so, poking allowed. Hey, hey, Mike, remember I'm in my safe space here. Okay. 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 True. And he did let he let you have your segment and now you're, you're, you're just going <laughs> to you're going to have at it, right? I'm I'm going to fucking hijack his shit because <laughs> I, first, okay. Uh Antonio Conte, um multiple trophy winner. Uh league winner in Serie A, league winner in the English Premier League, you're telling me that his, him and his coaching staff is taking cues from fucking Brian Dable? Come it's, on! It's, it's inspiration. The New York Giants and the New York football giants are giving <laughs> tactical training advice to Conte's, hey. to Antonio Conte's soccer team? Get the fuck out of here. Dude, the New York Giants are terrible at dabbling. They've been shit at everything since the last Super Bowl that they won. (laughs) I'm a Washington fan. I can recognize shit when I see it. The Giants are just getting lucky right now. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing, I'm going to agree with you and say that Tottenham Hotspur should have the first london nfl team they've built the stadium so that it can it can house and it can hold an nfl not just an nfl team they have the facilities to to have practice to have practice facilities they have facilities for for physio and all that and all that shit. they have the facilities to house an nfl team um 
and it doesn't just come down to the field. It comes down to um, fan bases. The, the entire stadium was built so that it can be a multi-purpose stadium. It looks like a soccer, like a soccer stadium, like a large club's soccer stadium when they're playing soccer in it. But you know what else it looks like? When they when they when they got a fucking Guns N' Roses concert, it looks like a goddamn fucking concert arena. You know what? When they play an NFL game there, it looks like an NFL stadium. Hey, Mike, when uh, the London Monarchs, the NFL Europe, and what do they call it, the World League of American Football at first? That was where, where did they League. play? Do you remember where they played? I think they played at Wembley. Do they? Okay. I don't. I'm not, I can't be. I can't be positive with that. But that's a soccer stadium. That's not a. That's not a multi-use stadium. My buddy You're Sean. Right. Pl- my buddy Sean played in the in the NFL Europe. Really? Um. And he, yeah, he played over in Amsterdam. So, I don't. I. I think I. I could probably ask him if we need. To, if we actually need to research this, but. Um, or you could just look it up on fucking Google. Who's going to own our stadium pretty soon? Yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to the research department. We'll see what we can find Thank out. Thank you. Um, so, I mean, that said, I, why can't we have an NFL have the first NFL team um, where I can actually? They made football jerseys already, right? Once they've already made football jerseys, albeit pretty fucking boring and bland. Um, well, that's but, just Nike. But. <laughs> um, <laughs> They have a built-in name already, and they could be Tottenham Hotspur football team. Daniel Levy doesn't know the amount of leverage he has here with the NFL, or maybe he does know, and that's and that's why they built the stadium the way it is. I mean, they roll the fucking soccer pitch out, and the football field comes from underneath that shit. It's I don't know if you've seen the 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 videos of it, the the time lapse videos, but it's wild the way they. The, the it way is wild. It is wild, and I and still can, can't believe that they can Levy set it up in that. one day. They can change it from Saturday soccer pitch to Sunday football, and it can happen. And 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 I think that they have put themselves in a great position to house an NFL team there. You know where it falls apart, though? If we ever go back to uh, Europa or the Conference League and suddenly we have to play on Sundays, yeah, then it gets a little dicey. That could be a problem. Hey, Mike, check this out. This is going to blow your mind. London Monarchs played at Crystal Palace. Oh, no kidding. They also played at Ashton Gate, which is the home of Bristol City Bristol, right, Football yeah. Club. And Alexander Stadium, which is a stadium in Birmingham. How about that? They played in Birmingham. Yep. They did not play in London. <laughs> well, Crystal Palace is South London, right? Oh, fact checked. No, no, no. I meant like they if they're playing in Bristol, if they're playing in Bristol and Birmingham, it's not London. Is what I'm saying. So they played some of their games not in London. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> okay. There you go. Hey, this has been Hey Mike. What do you think about World League of American Football? <laughs> it was NFL Europe at at its at, at its end. At its at its heyday, yes, indeed. All right. Any other comments on Steve's uh, conspiracy? No, that's it. That's it. I, I, just, that's I it. really, I really, I wanted, think I wanted to poke a chest. poke a hole in the in the Brian Dable giving Antonio Conte tips part of that. It's inspiration. It's inspiration. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
He's oh. not like going to him like, hey, buddy, how do you fucking win a game? It's more like, hey, how did you make fucking Daniel Jones look somewhat decent? I mean, <laughs> the dude, the dude is a miracle worker as far as I'm concerned. Well, he was injured, too. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll give it to them. They played a, a very good game against a what what used to be a very good team. Yeah, what's the deal with Aaron Rodgers? You know what? We can talk about that. What's the deal? Sorry. <laughs> You're going back to your Seinfeld thing. So, uh, there yeah. Um, <laughs> there, might be, there might be a podcast you can listen to coming up where it's, uh, let's say, a sports variety show. Ooh, we would love to hear about that when the, the on the uh, Wicked Spursy Podcast Network. The on, on the Wicked the Wicked Podcast Network, yes. The WSPN. <laughs> Patent pending. WSPN. I like it. All right. By the way, Mike, we got Chicago Bears, Washington Commanders coming up Thursday. Yeah, it's going to be the most boring football game probably in the <laughs> might history be the worst of the game of the year. Somebody will we'll actually have to win. Amazing. Hey, no, it's not possible. Anything goes. It's it's Soldier Field. It's Thursday night. It's two terrible teams with two terrible quarterbacks. Could be an amazing game, right? Could be an amazing game. the the The, the deal is that uh, Chicago is going to win because they have better uh, they have a better running game. So potentially, we'll see. We'll see. We can only well, if I had played Montgomery, I would have won my fantasy league this week. So, and I didn't play him because I thought he was still injured. Way to go, Mike. Hey boys, let's uh, let's uh, start thinking about closing thoughts. What uh, what are on your minds as we are, are creeping toward the finish line on this one, Steve? What are you thinking about? I miss Decky. I I miss him so much. He just brings a completely different dimension to Spurs when he's fit to start and when he's fit to come off the bench. He is just the go-to option to get shit done. I, you know, this, this brief period that he's been out has made me, um, vindicated in my purchase of the Kulisevsky, uh, shirt that I got, uh, this year. He is, for somebody who's only been with this team for not even a year, he holds so much power in what he brings that I cannot wait for him to come back, hopefully against Everton at the weekend, um, I know Conte said he's not playing against uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, but you could get your uh, your boy Lucas uh, back on the bench uh, tomorrow. So we're almost back to a fit squad, but it's not going to feel like a complete squad until I see Decky running up and down, causing havoc uh, on the right-hand side of that field. But man, oh man, I I miss that guy. What is his? I'm trying to remember. Is his a like a thigh injury? What what's his injury? Do you guys recall? I, I want to think it is a thigh. I think yeah. it is a thigh injury. It's, um, but I, I that's you know that shit is so vague. Mm-hmm. It's always so vague. It's it, I mean, it's like somewhere in between like NFL NFL injury report and NHL injury report. You know, I, NHL injury report is always like. Upper body injury, lower body injury, right? You know, thigh injury. Give me a break. I will say I did appreciate. I think Conte had said something along the lines of, you know, the doctors say he's like ninety five percent 
and Conte's like, I'm not going to risk him over 5%. Like, we'll wait, see if he's okay for Everton. That's the way to go. I like uh, Especially that. when you have such a crucial player to how your offense functions. Like, these guys should be able to do the business at home against Frankfurt. Save him for Everton when we might need an option to open up. A surprisingly stubborn defense. I don't know what the fuck the deal is with Everton's defense this season, but I hope they uh, crumble on Saturday. I would love for that to happen. It's that it's, it's, be, it's all that that's all going to depend, Steve, really on who who scores first, right? Because I I got a feeling like if if Spurs come out in a three five two, which is which is likely, um, I'd like to see Richie maybe get a run up front. Um, at some point in that system with Kane, but um, I, I think it all depends on who scores first. So if Spurs score first out of the three-five-two, which I think we're probably going to see again in the league, maybe not in the uh, in the Eintracht game, but you know, if we score first, the whole field opens back up. You know, they're they're kind of trying to play that that Burnley fucking. Park the bus, stingy defense shit, and attack on the counter because that's really all they have. They don't have a, they don't have a whole ton of attacking prowess. Um, they got some good, pl- they got some, they have good players. It's just that, you know, they're not as shitty as they were last year. <laughs> you know, uh, Lester has think, taken I, over, taken over that role, right? Yeah, which is weird because they they fell completely from grace uh lester was looking good at the beginning of the season last year and then they just mm-hmm. they just fell off into where they are now it's sad but it, uh i think everton is going to end up probably a mid-table team this year again mike i kind of feel like richie gets the start against everton it seems like conte has a little bit of a thing for that he started basuma with brighton uh, that was was that the first at least in the league this year and then uh he gave spence a run out against nottingham forest i kind of feel like he has a thing for letting guys play their former teams thinking it might might bring something out of yeah them. i mean I, I i guess that'll that could be a thing um it it might even be actually tactically smart to do um Maybe st- still just giving Sonny a rest. Like Harry Kane's gonna need a fucking rest at some point too. He can't play every minute of every game. He's not fucking Hoiberg. You know he's not. He's not a fucking Viking like Hoiberg. He's got ankles, which we almost almost thought he uh, had another fucking ankle injury this weekend. So you know Harry Kane can't go out there and play all these minutes and still play in the World Cup and then. Come back and play in the in the league cups, the league cup and and the Carabao Cup or whatever they want to fucking call all those all that shit. <laughs> Speaking of Kane, you guys see he uh, his um, foundation kind of came out the last couple of days with I think mental that's, health I focus. Think that's fantastically wonderful uh, to to see. It's just I mean, it speaks to the character of the man. Quite honestly. You know, he's not doing this for his, for his own plaudits. And I think that soccer players are kind of different in that kind of situation, you know, um, in that in that respect. Looking at, like, NFL players, that kind of stuff, you see a lot of these, especially American athletes, start foundations and stuff, you know, as ways to get around taxes and that kind of shit. I think Harry Kane, um, and I'm not saying that that those those players aren't, you know, genuine, aren't, aren't genuine. Yeah. yeah. 
and, and true to their word on that stuff. But I, I think it, I think you see it more in, in, in especially superstar soccer players with, with in and world athletes with these foundations that they that they start um, big name big name athletes like um, I think Lewis Hamilton has a has a big foundation too that he started. Um, I I just think that uh, that Harry Kane um, Harry Kane's a genuine man with a true with a truly big heart. Uh, as much shit as we've given him in the past for you know glomming onto Tom Brady and 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 wanting to move to Florida and you know be a kicker for Tampa Bay. Some of it is deserved. It, it, yeah, I mean, I I think that I think I think it's wonderful what he's done and 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 the the way that, that he embraces the fan base and he embraces like all of the fans in the soccer world. And I think Harry Kane's a, a genuinely good person. Excuse me. Concur. Thanks for that, Mike. <laughs> How about, uh, well, yeah, exactly. Last week, Mike, at this time, I asked you for your closing thoughts and, uh, you 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 tapped a keg of uh, all kinds of stuff for us, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a chance here and ask you what are your closing thoughts? Uh, today my closing thoughts are, are kind of short and sweet. Um, I want to say that uh, we have uh, another league game coming up this weekend, but we have we have our Eintracht game to 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 focus on first, which is tomorrow, and hopefully by the time this pod comes out, um, or maybe. By the time you hear this pod, um, that uh, we'll have that in the bag. Um, we have a nice, nice home game. Finally, and, uh, after that Marseille game, which was which which was a hard fought win. Um, so we have that coming up, and then we have you know Everton on the weekend, um, which also isn't going to be an easy game. I don't think Spurs are going to find themselves in a in a real easy game. There's no Norwiches this year. You know, there's there's um, even Bournemouth is playing playing really well right now. Um, Bournemouth is outplaying Liverpool right now, if if you can fucking believe it. Um, who Liverpool's uh, uh, right now a big bag of rocks that that you know nobody wants to kick around. Um, so both those games are going to be tough. Um, and and I think that they're you know I I don't think Frankfurt's as good as. They just they just got beat this weekend, right? Um, they beat Union Berlin, and then they got they turned around and got beat by the worst team in their league, the very next weekend. So, you know, Frankfurt they've been playing pretty decently in in the Champions League. Ah, I'm not too worried about them, but you know, every time I say that, we fucking throw up a stinker. Um, I, I will say that Wicked Spursy now has an Instagram page that I'm going to try and keep posting on and keep up to date. Um, Instagram's, Instagram's a fun way to kind of, for an old man like me, uh, a Gen Xer who doesn't really know how to use Twitter or TikTok, uh, especially TikTok, um, it, it, we can still do Instagram stories. I used to do them a lot, uh, to embarrass my wife and my children. So, uh, I'm going to start doing that, uh, quite a bit on the Instagram. Um, and then you can always, uh, find us on Twitter. You can find us on now Instagram facebook um and you know just if if you can just try and support us uh whatever your podcast platform is give us a give us a follow a listen a like um 
and maybe give us a five-star review if you can. That's it for me. Well done, Mike. Very well done. Hey, as always, uh, appreciate you both and appreciate our listeners. Grateful for, uh, for the, the fun little thing we got going on here. And we are, we are slowly expanding our reach. Uh, you, you heard us talk about Steve's pod a little while ago, trash talk, uh, Mike T's got a little, little something else in the works that is, is being developed as we speak. So we're joking, but not really joking about that. Wicked's Percy Podcast Network, WSPN. We may uh, we may see something come from that. I don't think there's any copyright infringements there because there's only one one word that's the same, even though it sounds very very similar. But hey, with that, Steve, last comment. Uh don't be an asshole. Thank you, and Michael. Quiz, 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 quiz. Be safe, everyone.